You're watching Coping with COVID-19 with Chris Manners. Today's special guest is Ivor Sotero. Hi, I'm Chris Manners, and you're watching Coping with COVID-19. Today, my guest is Ivor Sotero. He's the director of the San Francisco International Airport, and he's here today to talk to us about how SFO has been weathering the pandemic, the safety measures that have been put into place, and to briefly touch on the future of airline travel. Mr. Sotero, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Chris. Good to be here. Now, I know airlines and airports have been particularly hard hit during this crisis. How has SFO managed during this pandemic? And what measures have you put in place to protect passengers and employees? You know, uh, it's hard to believe we've been at this now for nine, uh, ten months. And uh, boy, it's, uh, it's uh, incredible to think about the kind of devastation that's happened to our industry. But we've managed through it, I think, just really well. And Early on, it was clear that we needed to be a primary source for information uh, for people arriving into San Francisco. And so we really took that on and uh, you know, put together a really robust program of uh, a media, uh, as well as just announcements in our facilities. And we're really focusing on informing the public uh, what they should expect when they flew into San Francisco and through SFO. And our, our priority is always the safety and security of our passengers and our employees. And this certainly challenged us in a whole way that we never could have imagined. But, you know, for starters, it was about um, physical distancing. And we were fortunate to have very spacious facilities. We've, re we've invested in our terminals over the past 25 years and have really allowed for an environment that uh, we were able to, to create space and, uh, and allow for the physical distancing and face mask wearing, really those two, well, three priorities when you talk about uh, also having hand sanitizers, but we were the first airport to actually enforce face mask wearing and it started with our employees and then we expanded it to the traveling public. And we developed uh, and implemented our own hand sanitizer stations. Um, and we're really focused on a, a healthful hygienic experience in our terminals and one that, uh, that built confidence in the traveling public that we were taking all the measures uh, to protect their best interest. Um, and so, you know, I think there's a lot of interest in what we've done. We've been involved um, at a national and a global level. Really, it was about that uh, protecting of our passengers and our employees and being flexible and able to respond as conditions change. I imagine that would include signage as well. Yes, yes. Uh, signage and announcements. Uh, so we put together our own SFO program of signage about mask compliance, about phys physical distancing, and about uh, the right things to do, um, about uh, washing your hands and using hand sanitizer and those kinds of things were all important and part of our messaging. And even over our loudspeakers, as I said, our public address system, uh, we've been messaging uh, since the beginning about the importance of the safety of all of these measures. That's great. Is there an effort among airports to pool information and come up with universal guidelines for air travel? And how is SFO involved? Yes, there is. And I, I feel like this pandemic has brought us all together uh, more as an industry. And we're involved in a couple different layers of the industry. We're involved at a global scale with um, eight other global airports and we're sharing best practices with them. We're also involved in many of the 
uh, work groups around COVID preparedness and uh, COVID response with US large hub airports. Um, and so this really is an industry changing moment and SFO, we wanna be in that role of helping define what the future looks like. And I have to say that, you know, passengers want a consistent experience and, and they have the right to expect a consistent experience because um, it's just, we have to all be using similar protocols. So there's preparedness and there's an expectation of what, um, what uh, is going to be the requirements at, uh, at both ends of travel. And so, you know, we've been working on something called an air information hub that could be that source of information for travelers to go to, go to, to find out what's happening, uh, updated by the airports and the airlines. So there's, an ex there's uh, the understanding of what's required as they travel. Now, this is typically the busiest time of year for traveling. How is Thanksgiving and what do you expect for the rest of the holiday season? Yeah, uh, you know, it was Thanksgiving was unlike any other Thanksgiving um, that we've ever seen. Um, and, you know, it, it, uh, with the health orders and the travel advisories and things uh, going into effect, uh, you know, we again saw a, a primary role of being that point of information. I believe we had uh, more traffic than we have had throughout the crisis. Uh, our busiest day, we had 20,000 outbound passengers, which would have been 80,000, uh, but that's more than uh, what we've had since the crisis began. Um, and so we, we see this continuing trend of extremely low traffic volumes throughout the holiday period. And even as more orders go into effect, it's gonna continue to, uh, to de depress uh, travel. So uh, we see more of the same happening, no, no real uptake and likely um, there'll be further uh, cancellations. Right. In the future, what changes can we expect to see for air travel? Can you talk a little bit about the plans to implement rapid testing in the international terminal and recent speculation about vaccine visas? Yeah, you know, it's, it's all um, evolving and uh, interesting about uh, what the future of air travel looks like. And we certainly want to be on the, the front end of defining what, uh, what that is. And you know, as I, I talked about early on, it's about restoring passenger confidence. Um, and uh, that is, should be the priority of our entire industry to get people comfortable with flying again. Um, and so, you know, what does that new normal look like? And I think the first thing is that expectation when you come to an airport, you have a safe experience. And we did a survey of our passengers and uh, SFO was rated a 4.3 out of five based on all the preparations that we have in place around um, physical distancing and messaging and uh, mask wearing compliance and all of those things. So that, that, is, that is just a, uh, the first priority is the safety of the, of the facility. Um, and then, uh, you know, testing is, I think also part of our future and our testing has been very well received and it's compelling uh, the success and again, building confidence by having tested flights where people before entering destinations that they're required to get a test to avoid a quarantine, our on-site testing has been very effective, particularly in those Hawaii flights that we worked with United on. And we've seen that because the planes are, are fuller. They're 70% full instead of 40% full uh, because there's a testing element to it. Um, and so, and then I think that is, that is a framework that's going to be important for the foreseeable future. Tested, uh, tests at airports, but ultimately just um, COVID-free flights 
through testing protocols that are consistent and applied um, at both ends of, uh, of travel. And then you talk about credentialing and vaccination. And I think that is, is the next evolution of this is that, that you will be required to show your, your health credentials uh, and verify that you've been vaccinated. And, and if you haven't been vaccinated, as we go through this transition, uh, that testing is available and can, you know, there's confirmation that people are COVID free. I think that is, that is all part of the future of what travel looks like, um, at least in the next uh, several years, I'm imagining. But also it's about preparedness for the, the, the long term too. And uh, this pandemic is likely not the, uh, the only pandemic we'll see. And so I think there's, there's this preparedness and technology preparedness that's going to help us uh, be more resilient in the future. Finally, could you explain the AirBridge initiative to us? So the AirBridge concept, uh, which we've been working on with this, this group, group of global um, airports is, um, is testing protocols at both ends of a journey. So there's a certainty that there's not a spread of the virus by arriving passengers. Uh, so if we could develop policies and protocols that provide for this and airline partners that we work with that help enforce this um, and obviously governmental support for these things, then uh, I think it will help um, mitigate the, the spread and have that assurance that, that flying is not contributing to local spread of the virus. So what it requires is testing potentially at both ends. There's been one trial uh, between London Heathrow and New York, New Jersey, and we are working on trials as well. With our testing on site, there's a lot of interest. We've been getting a lot of calls from, well, a lot of airports that are trying to catch up with having testing at their facilities, but a lot of airlines interested in leveraging our testing to different destinations. And so we have actually Cathay Pacific, we are doing uh, testing with Air India, we're doing some level of testing um, and we're working with United on these um, kind of branded COVID-free flights. Well, that's great. Thanks so much, Mr. Sotaro. I really appreciate the time you've given us today. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, Chris. Uh, glad to be here and glad to talk about uh, what's going on at SFO with, uh, with the, what we're all managing through. So thanks so much. Well, that's it for this episode. We'll be back with more pandemic-related information shortly. You've been watching Coping with COVID-19. For SFGov TV, I'm Chris Manners. Thanks for watching.